You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. French Press Podcast, this is episode 249. And it's Tuesday, September 4th, 2018. One week from the French, the live podcast. The French French Fest. Fest. The French, the live podcast. French, the live. French Press Podcast live, colon, the French Fest. 2018. I didn't. That didn't sound as cool as I thought no. it would. No. We've got cool things lined up for you, though, including some free things. Be sure to RSVP on our Facebook page so we know that you're coming. Yeah, please. RSVP, RSVP. Don't pawn the table, <sighs> Jeff. This isn't concrete table. I know. This is a dumpy table. It is. We need to get a new one. But ah! now we've got money thanks to everyone smashing that Amazon link. We Way have, to go, Amazon smashers. Yay. Keep it up. We have money for a new table. We've got topics to get to. We've got updates from the weekend, including... Butchering chickens. Chickens being butchered. Camping. Camping. I don't know what, Jeff. What else? Uh, canoeing. And something else happened. Wedding adventures. Some pears. Some pears. Some good feedback. Uh, speaking of feedback. Oh, yeah. Traffic jams in Napanee. Don't let me forget about that one. Wow. I'm not even writing any of these down. We're right down the wedding adventure, Ruben. We do also have some... Feedback that I wanted to talk to you before Layton's feedback. Oh. A suggestion was made from Catherine Yoder. I like the idea of a booklet with French press connections. You could include a Mennonite game with relatives info. For example, did you know Mr. Dave is second cousin to Jeff through his maternal grandma and a third cousin to Reuben and Layton through his maternal grandpa? No. We're related to Mr. Dave. I didn't know that either. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel smarter already. Third so, so wait, if we're third cousins to Mr. Dave... Does that mean that we are second and a half cousins to Mr. Yoder? Ooh, I think that does mean that you are, yes. Well, I just assume that Mr. Yoder, yeah. you know, is Mr. Dave's uncle, right? Mm-hmm. So your parents, one of your parents would be second cousins with him, which would make you second cousins. Second once, and a half cousins. Second and a half. Second cousins once removed. You didn't let me finish. Oh. Well, you got to get to it, Jeff. We don't have time to let you finish all the time. Because we're running out of time. We are running <laughs> we got, out of time. We got a late start. I'm banging on this table. We got a late start. All right. But we're going to make it worth your while. <sighs> Wedding connections and pairs, Layton. Why don't you take us off with that? Uh, with the feedback, you mean? I thought you were going to get to feedback. Oh, that was well, the feedback. We, that was the feedback I had. Okay. Well, we should continue on the feedback. Yeah, you're right. I, ha- I got some great, great feedback this, this past weekend. All right. Mm. So, it just so happens that Carrie and I were host and hostess at a wedding reception mm. this past weekend. This past weekend wasn't it? Wasn't it Labor Day weekend? It was, hmm. and someone got married, which made the traveling really easy to get off of work because it was a holiday weekend. Very convenient. How convenient? Very convenient, Jeff. <clears throat> Anyways, in our willingness. Uh, to help out in this wedding, we agreed to to have part in the reception. So, uh, it was Carrie and I's job to, uh, as people file in, we have to tell them what table number they're sitting at. We don't know the mm. layout of the table. The ushers know the layout of the tables. But and, you're just like the, so the pre-directioners. You, you match faces with <clears throat> names. Uh, we, you're basically yes. like face ID. 
Right. And then we tell them their table ID. Yes. Yep. And So you're acting like Google Maps when you're going somewhere in Chicago and you say, turn on exit so-and-so, and then somebody else directs them to the parking lot. Kind of, but they don't even tell them where to turn. They just basically just say, they just give them information. They we match- give them the name of their destination. That's it. Oh, we don't okay. tell them how to get there. We don't tell them what you kind of traffic they the might encounter. We just say, we refer to them to Apple Maps then. <laughs> Google Maps. I feel like Google Apple, Ma- Sorry, Apple yeah. Maps Apple would Maps just, wouldn't get them where they're going. Would not get them well, it might get them in the kind of general direction. Or it would give them like a really long way around. Like They'd have to walk all the way around the gym. It would get them within 50 <laughs> feet of the outside of the building. <laughs> the outside of the building. Anyways, so we are sending people to Google Maps. Uh, as they're filing in. And it just so happens that while we're, you know, asking people what their names are and telling them where their table is or what their table is, uh, one of them, two young men, uh, happen to just stop and they, they are, like, glowing. They are glowingly excited. I am not kidding. They have the biggest smiles. And, like, their 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 eyes are just lit up to see me and they're like are you Leighton Yoder and I was like yeah and she's like we're French press fans <laughs> and I, I was really excited my eyes lit up as well I started to glow some of the glowing uh, was mutual was passed on Yep. and I proceeded to ask them are you guys going to be able to make it to French Fest and the one said no, mm. and I gave him a thumbs down. Oh, good. good job, lady. No, actually, no, I didn't. I'm not that heartless. I wouldn't do that to one of our fans. Uh, but it was sad that he wasn't able to make it. But the other one, the other guy was able uh, to make it a French fest. And it was that particular fan who, I mean, I, I mean, since he's attending French, fe- French Fest 2018, you know, he's probably a pretty big fan, and he listens to the details. And he made an observation uh, about me. And he asked, hey, uh, I've noticed, are you snorting more when you laugh in, the most, in some of the recent episodes? I've noticed that you're snorting when you laugh more. Is that just a thing that you've started or do you try? I, was like, I don't know. It just happens. I haven't noticed it. I, I, I thought about it a little bit every time I do it. Like I think like, oh, I... I snorted. Uh, oh well, whatever. Um, but did you think about it more <clears throat> recently, or was it just uh, something you've thought about all the time, uh, every time? Would you have Would you have guessed that or thought? You know what? I think I am snorting more than normal. A little bit, yeah. Okay, a little bit, and not just on the podcast. Like it's 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 becoming like a laughing habit a okay. little bit. It's Is weird. it something you feel should be? Nipped in the bud? Uh, no. Not okay. really. So you're, I, I don't, you're I don't, embracing the snort. I don't quite understand why snorting is looked down upon. I think it's looked upon as an accident. Oh. Like a, min- a mispronunciation, mis- just like that. A mispronunciation of a word. But you're only doing it when you're laughing at a joke. Yeah, it's a mispronunciation of a laugh. Oh. I... That's what a snort... But, is. but do people snort on purpose sometimes to make it to make their laugh more hilarious? No, Jeff. No. Uh, I find that it makes it easier to inhale while laughing. It's, if you snort, 
Yes, you or, can let. <laughs> it's not just it's not just the result of inhaling while laughing. It's you know what it is? It's trying to inhale quickly through your nose. And it's not quite able to do it. Through and your mouth is in the If you if open you laugh, if you laugh and then inhale through your mouth it's <laughs> If you that that's inhaling through your mouth. If you try to do that through your nose it's <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite. That was a good rendition. <laughs> or, or, like otherwise, you're like really gasping for air through your nose. You know what, Layton? We wanted to do a poll question, a live poll question at next week's podcast. Yeah, and that's going to be our question. Does Layton should Layton reduce the amount of snorting? Uh, okay, wait. Or should he increase it? No middle ground. No, middle you either <laughs> love it or you More hate or it. More or less. All right. If we do this, though. Uh, do, do I have to follow it? Layton. Of course not. Have we? <laughs> <laughs> have we ever, ever actually done what our listeners wanted us actually, to? I Sometimes. Think, I think when you've, it lies... you've coughed less. You're coughing yeah. less. But that's, that's because that's of more, me That's more Ruben. a personal development thing than just the podcast thing. <laughs> Uh, our little uh, Jeff is growing up. <laughs> okay. Emerging like a butterfly. No, but continuing on with the feedback. So I had that happen. Oh, we're not done. Oh, we're not. I had that happen at the reception. Later on, the very same day, I'm watching the football game with you. Uh, Notre Dame's first football game of the season. Fußballer. Uh, against Michigan. It was intense. I watched half of it and I was done. Anyways. Uh, it's about the same. Um, yeah, because we left pretty much the same time. <laughs> yep. Uh, but while I was there, uh, Brad Mast came over. Uh, Brad sorry. Mast? Uh, Who? Uh, fellow Cornerstone member, Brad Mast. <coughs> Cornerstone Kids What Club. is this Cornerstone uh, with which you speak? The, uh, uh, the church? Uh, uh, Sandy Ridge Church Planted Cornerstone member Brad Mast. <laughs> <laughs> How about just uh, friend of Ruben, acquaintance of Layton, Brad Mast. Yeah, that What one. about me? Well, and friend of Jeff. <laughs> semi But I think we're closer friends than what Jeff and Brad are. I think Brad and I are closer friends. Oh, for sure. But Jeff would be closer to Brad than I am. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so that's Brad. <laughs> Brad was also on the podcast, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was many it was years ago. Years ago, Brad talked about. You should have him on. Kind again. of the the uh, how quickly he rose in the ranks at his new job. That's right. No, no longer a new job. Another at success Wally story. You know, speaking on that tangent, he was actually invited to go to to move to North Carolina to their new plant to be manager. What and a privilege! We should bring he him on down, but to, to talk about for that. what. He has his reasons. Oh. <laughs> we can bring him on to – he can answer it on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, he can answer that question on the okay. podcast. It'll just be like – Why you would turn down like a really it. good That's job it. opportunity. <laughs> like that he's done. He drops the mic. Uh, anyways, I was hanging out with him at your parents' house, watching the game, and uh, he gave me some feedback as well. And he said, hey, I was recently – he says, I was recently on a trip like a long road trip out to Philadelphia. And I think he was visiting his sister. <clears throat> and he said, 
I, I had piled up like eight or ten episodes of the French press. And so I was catching up and I've noticed a trend that your your snorting while laughing is increasing. Hmm. So there you have it. A pair. It's been okay, confirmed. Here's it's the, happened. Here's the philosophical question. Did he just become more aware of it the more episodes he listened to? Or was it actually increasing? Mm. No, it, I think it's proof. Does something happen more often when you become aware of it? He wasn't aware of it, Jeff. He no, wasn't. when he didn't, you he, become aware of it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's and like he, when you start noticing this certain kind of car and then all of a sudden they're everywhere. On I was the just road. about to bring that up. Or a word. Especially after you buy that car. Then you notice everyone yep. also owns that And car. they're so popular. Oh, very. And they never were before. Nope. Same thing with words. Once you learn the meaning of a word, then you hear it used more often. Like existential. Or fortuitous. <laughs> or podcast. Uh, no. That'll um, never become popular. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. <clears throat> and I think it's confirmed now. Yes, your snorting has increased. Now it's been verified three times. Uh, to Brad and this gentleman at the wedding and by your own admittance, Layton. Admission, but yeah. Whatever. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, my. That is interesting. Uh, butchering chickens. Yeah, how'd it go? Did you get blood yeah, did on you? Did you butcher chickens, Ruben? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like... This was a family tradition. Okay. I remember growing up when I was probably six or seven years old, and on uh, Thursdays, our, during the summer, probably during the winter, too, but I was at school, the, my, all, all my... Uh, my mother's siblings got together, the ladies, and then obviously as children would come along as well. And the, so the chickens were being raised at my grandparents where they lived at that time. And we'd sneak in there and watch them grow from week to week. And we weren't really supposed to go in there because when we would go in, it would startle the chickens and they would all huddle together in mass into one corner. And, you know, eventually one or two would become suffocated and, and would die. And so the more we would go in, the fewer chickens we'd have to butcher and eat. Gotcha. So we were instructed to not go in there. Reuben the chicken but slayer. But we would sneak in every now and again. We probably thought we were just uh, checking up on them, make sure they were still alive and doing okay. And you probably also thought that you were being, like, super cautious and quiet. Oh, yeah. We thought we were being so cautious sometimes, although I do I do vividly remember sometimes scaring them on purpose just so you could like sneak <laughs> up. To, to watch them move. Cower. Not cower. Oh, okay. They were too startled to cower. Okay. Anyway, we haven't done it for many years. <clears throat> it's a family tradition that's been put to the side for good reason. What was the good reason? The good reason was that people, our families, everyone, but I'm just talking about myself and my family right now, is so busy. And it's hard to find time to get together to, do, to spend a half a day to butcher and bag and ice chickens. It takes so much time. Mm -hmm. But alas, uh, the ladies enjoy doing it because it's fresh. It's good quality meat. And so for some reason, they enjoy doing it because it does save on the grocery bill. It does? Yeah. It's cheaper to buy a live animal well, than to buy a dead one? It's cheaper when uh, <laughs> when it's free. It's That's when it's cheaper. cheaper when it's free. Yeah. I see. So someone, someone, uh, one of the uncles, and in the past it would have, I believe anyway, it was my grandfather, paid for the feed and for the chiclets. And so you can't 
free is cheaper than a dollar or money. When something is zero compared to what it, if it's anything else, it's cheaper when it's free. Well, but it's nothing negative, is ever zero. That means they're paying you to take it. And that's actually cheap. There's a lot of things in life that are cheap, but almost nothing is free. Well, these are free, except for my time. Except for the time. See, that, and that's the kicker. That's the kicker. That's what I don't enjoy is the time it takes. The experience itself was actually kind of enjoyable. Oh, so you had a little bit of a, a fondness for it this time. Yeah, this time. Okay, so it wasn't as bad as what you thought it was going to be? No, it wasn't as bad, but it was still several hours. And I'm still was it trying... hot. No, it wasn't hot. It was in the evening. And oh, okay, it was good. just it was it was raining, so it was actually cool. But I'm still not convinced. <coughs> I mean, you have to you have to figure in what's your time worth when you're doing something like that. Even if it's free, how much time are you spending? Are you willing to drive? Are you willing to drive three hours to to use a five dollar off coupon? Are you willing to butcher chickens for three or four or five hours if it's saving you? Ten or twenty dollars, but those Ruben, are the questions that that need to be asked. Those are the questions that need to be asked. But, but also, also, what value is it adding to time spent with your family? That's it, Jeff. You you stole them. You stole the words that were going to come out of my mouth. Well done. Well, you missed it. It's all right. That I'll let you have those for free. They're cheap. And free. <laughs> yeah, how much How much is it worth? Okay, I'll, I'll be totally honest. It was kind of enjoyable, but it was also kind of miserable at the same time. Mm-hmm. I could have been at home unpacking from a long weekend. We were camping. But instead, that had to be pushed back into a little bit later in the evening. The packing was still ha- unpacking still had to be done. So was it worth it? We'll see. <laughs> so you're saying well, time spent with your family like eh, we just spend we just spend the entire weekend together. Yeah, I guess that that's a good point. That's kind of like something. So that you were you getting sick of each other. Wanted to say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course. See. Yeah. I mean, I never super enjoyed butchering either, but we I've did, never done it. We've had a family tradition on and off, maybe every other year, of gathering together and butchering cows like they've already been killed and skinned and everything but we like just cut up the meat i don't even i don't uh i don't hate the butchering part it's the time (laughs) the time time is so valuable and i feel like i'm always racing around trying to save half an hour here an hour there and it's just the time yeah, I was telling this Layton. Is, this is what has. What, was it something that was like planned for a long time in advance, or was it kind of like, oh, hey, we're gonna do this now? Type well, of thing. we knew it was coming up a long time in advance, several months beforehand, or at least two months before. But we didn't know for sure it was gonna happen Monday, yesterday, or if it was gonna happen later this week. But yeah, we knew mm-hmm. it was gonna happen this week. Okay. Okay. Uh, or within about a two week. So period. if you would have known that it was gonna be on Monday, would you just said no? No, because uh, I felt no. I felt like we should be there. Yeah. Because they were, we were getting chickens. We were getting chickens regardless. So you have to. I felt like we had to show up and and butcher chickens. Although I was late because I was recording another uh, podcast. You know where we, we were discussing Notre Dame's victory over Michigan. What was the final score? Twenty-four to seventeen. Oh my! So Notre Dame really fell off in the second <laughs> half. Like they lost momentum. 
we're talking about uh, sorry. other things. If you're interested in Notre Dame football, you can check out Irish Sports Talk. They're the second Good most popular. Probably the fifth or probably the fifth most popular. We don't we don't go maybe, by rankings. Maybe fourth. We don't go by rankings because we know that those aren't accurate anyway. Exactly. Preseason, Notre Dame was number twelve. After one week, they're number eight. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep on moving on. <laughs> Did you have any more questions about the chicken butchering? Is it something oh, you are jealous you of, uh, or that slightly, you want to do? I, I've never, I've never cut chicken, so I, I've never cut chicken. Do you never guys skin chicken. them? Yes, we skin them. Okay, that's like the grossest part of it all. I've never, I, I've carved, I've carved a chicken or a Cornish hen. I've, I've carved a Cornish hen. <laughs> Cornish well, a bird's hen. a bird, basically. Whether yeah. it's a turkey, whether I think it's whether very it's different. an ostrich, carving, it's a bird. They have wings, they have legs, they have necks. Carving a parakeet. After after <laughs> carving the Cornish hen, I think carving a parakeet is one of the most difficult things in life. It's the equivalent Why? to like Why? trying to... It's like the equivalent of taking a, like a, an interior painter, like my dad, and then saying, hey, you're a painter, right? I want you to do what monks do in Tibet and paint like the Ten Commandments onto a grain of rice. I'm pretty <laughs> sure the monks in Tibet didn't do that. You're right. But I'm just saying it's much more meticulous. Like after working with you know, a, a bigger bird like a Cornish hen, like a parakeet is multiple times smaller. And that would be way more difficult to even salvage any kind of meat off of that thing. First <sighs> off. <clears throat> Have you ever heard of someone eating a parakeet? Um, I heard of a cat <laughs> <laughs> eating a parakeet, but no, not a like a dog. So this is something you'd like to do. I don't. I mean, you're you're saying the the butchering of a chicken? Yeah. Okay. No, not I the bu- not it, the butchering of a chicken. The the family gathering and spending half a day. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you want to do that? I, I would be psyched out of my mind if if. The right, host, at the hotel or Thanksgiving. We're doing it next week. What evening works for you? Wait, wait. Yeah, wait. that's how it is. What evening works for you? Um, Actually, I think next Thursday. I might be able to swing Thursday. Next Thursday. Yeah, because the, pod, the live podcast will be done. It'll be Tuesday. Wednesday is church. Jeff is slurping. I'm taking my first sips of this coffee in a while. I was going to say, my, like, my point is, we get together on on a fa- like you were ha- already having a family gathering for Labor Day. Yeah. So I feel that the actual equivalent would be, hey, how about for Thanksgiving we have a chicken butchering? I'd be into that. We could do that instead of laser tag. How about it, Ruben? Much more wholesome. No, I just think it would be a really good life skill, or just just handy to know. And you could make some memories out of it. Imagine all the blood just flying everywhere. We could throw chicken body parts at each other, play tag with a chicken heart. It'd be fun. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> I think you're into it. Um, I am. I, I, I would but be have, fine with just like the uh Do you feel like, like we the, you the actually need to get me heart. to go to it in order yes. to prove your point? Yes. Like how miserable it is? Like I said, it's just it's just half a day or an evening spent doing it. Yeah. Anyway, we, I think we've we've murdered this. Uh, we've butchered topic. this the topic. Let's move on. <laughs> Jeff, Good you play on words. Thanks. Lane. Did you have an enjoyable weekend, Jeff, in a canoe? And did you 
Wanted, I thought you wanted I to did. share something about that. Um, you went in a canoe? Yeah, I went on a... Well, first of all, we went to the Blueberry Festival fireworks on Sunday night. <gasps> Those are the and best are you know, fireworks. Like seven years ago, when no one else remembers, I think that there was one time where they set off two sets a two years worth of fireworks. It was because the year before it had been rained out. It rained and so out. They didn't use any of the fireworks. So they saved them for the next for this for year. The, for the well, well, I mean, not, for the seven years ago. For, yeah, seven years ago mm-hmm. year. And then they had like a mat, like a. It's the biggest you've ever been. <laughs> it was the whole show was oh. like a grand finale yep. of normal years. Yep. I feel like you guys are like really strongly for splitting one of our friends. We are, and I know you are. Good, but anyways, <laughs> to say the least, they are really good fireworks, mm. and we enjoyed them. Uh, Louisa, my girlfriend Louisa, and some of her siblings, most of her siblings, and their um, oh, how would you say attached peoples. Also, friends of significant friends, others. Significant others. Oh, one of them had a significant other. Anyways, we all went to the festival and enjoyed the fireworks show. And then on Labor Day, which was yesterday, since our youth group is pretty lame and doesn't do anything, ooh, shots fired. Shots fired because they're butchering chickens, Jeff. We need to stop but you're not even butchering chickens. Group. Anyways, I'm talking about my siblings. That was two people out of the youth group that was taken. So. Up. I went with Luis's youth group canoeing up in Michigan, and it was a lot of fun. We went, and they took us in a van with a trailer full of canoes upstream, upriver, whatever you want to call it, and I don't even know how far it was. It didn't seem like that far in the van, maybe a 10-minute ride, but it took about uh, three, four hours oh, wow. to float down, and we canoed down downriver. And there were some rapids and stuff, pretty small, but it was still fun. Um, pretty much everybody got just got soaked, and at one point we just kind of gave in and all just jumped in and swam around in the water. But anyways, that was a fun day. So Jeff, are you more of a canoeer, a stand-up paddleboarder, a kayaker, or a kayaker? Um, I've never tried stand-up paddleboarding, so I can't say that. I would love but, to see you on one. If I, if I was committed to something, like if I was committed to be to getting wet, like I was not really prepared to get wet, although I did enjoy it after I was all wet. Um, I didn't come prepared. Gotcha. But anyways, but I think that I would probably enjoy the stand-up paddleboarding just because like I ended up standing up in the canoe while we were floating along, and it was actually a lot of fun. So as long as you don't hit too many logs and stuff in the water. I would encourage you to try stand-up paddleboarding. It can be really relaxing. I went one time, or let me rephrase that. The first time I went stand-up paddleboarding <laughs> was in Hawaii, and I'd never gone before, and I did fall off and get wet. But I enjoy stand-up paddleboarding way more than I ever enjoyed canoeing. I've never been kayaking, but I I don't enjoy being constrained, and I feel like Sitting in a canoe is less restraint than being in a kayak. In a kayak, I think I'd get claustrophobic. And yes, you're very likely to fall off of your paddleboard as you are a beginner. Mm-hmm. But once you get good at it, you you won't fall in. And you're so free. You can, you can turn around, turn your head, shift your body. 
You can kneel down if you want to kneel down. You can sit on it if you want to sit on it. You can stand. You can kneel? Stand. I already said that one. Oh, good. You stand up stand. paddle boarding is <laughs> a blast. It is. I, I, I totally, I totally mm. agree. I, I really like the you. maneuverability of a kayak. Um, but, yeah, I also just, I don't know. You, Canoe, you have canoes be, are fun if you're with someone. Yes. You have to be prepared to be pretty unproductive as far as your distance if you're going on a paddleboard, unless you're like a mm. pro paddleboarder and like really. And, and that was serious. the nice thing about where we went because it was a really, we were on a river. And so if you just did nothing, you still went somewhere. That's oh, nice. you would still move forward. But if you're in sitting water, you need to work to move forward more uh, than you do in a canoe or a kayak. Yes. Okay. So I, I think, I think a stand up paddleboarding is the most relaxing. Yeah. Of the water. Because you sports. realize that all your efforts are futile. Yes. You just give in to standing. <laughs> There's a reason they don't call it, they just call it stand-up paddleboarding. Because you're standing you're up. You're just standing up. That's all you do. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not walking forward paddleboarding or moving okay. forward. It's just it's floating forward while standing up paddleboarding. Totally random. But if you want to see something, well, not totally I feel random. like my whole If you want to see something that drowned, looks yeah. really, really <laughs> fun and also mildly dangerous... Yeah, they have. Uh, they do. They do this thing. It's kind of like a paddleboard, like a stand-up paddleboard. Um, they make it out of wood, and it's got a, a very curved front, so it sticks. The front like sticks up maybe two feet out of the water. It's very curved, and it barely floats, and it's very flat. So it's like this shoe-shaped piece of wood that's flat in the back, and then very curved in the front, kind of like an elf shoe. Oh, or like a like a what are those those wooden shoes that people from Deutschland? Yeah, those. Yeah. The clogs. Holland. Anyways, yeah. and so there's like this really thin piece of wood and like somebody is like crouching on it, okay? And then they take the guts out of a jet ski and strap it onto this thing. And so you have the motor up front and then this shaft with the propeller sticking out the back and there's a guy like holding the some apparatus attached to the shaft so that he can like steer it. And control the gas. That sounds really dangerous. What is this called? I don't know what it's called, but you can find them on YouTube, and they haul. They they go so insanely fast. I I promise you, they go eighty miles an hour across the water. Like it is, it is ridiculous. You would die. You would die. There's no like safety. Nope. Is there a kill switch? It's 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 in some foreign country, so you know it's not happening in the U.S. Definitely Russia. Russia, Yeah. It no, I think it's like some in Brazil or something like that. There were dark-skinned people operating it. I'm pretty sure people down south, that far south, <laughs> they don't have to go anywhere that fast. I mean, they're they so don't. laid back. It's just but like there's still there's no reason. Those people can still enjoy going fast, just as we can. Mm. Well, it's it must be for sport and not for it's, for getting somewhere. It's definitely for sport because you could not haul anything on this. You could not even have another person on it. It's so small. Fascinating. All right. It's <clears throat> <clears throat> good to know. I have something written down about traffic. Yeah. Oh, Jeff's yeah. Traffic jams. <laughs> traffic jams. Yeah. Tell us, Jeff. Um, so I went to town during lunch and I saw this um, super wide load coming through Napanee. What and was it? Jeff, that's not nice. Oh, you're talking about a vehicle. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> 
<laughs> so so normally Napanee is pretty, you know, it's busy. It is you know, pretty. Most of the day. Uh, there's a major intersection, State Road 19 and US 6. And, and there's a lot of traffic on both of those roads. And there is one light in the center of town, for those of you who don't know. And the intersection was built a long time ago. So it's fairly small. Mm. <clears throat> and it doesn't accommodate wide loads very well. Although most people don't have that much of a problem. Well, anyways, there was this load coming through. And it was some kind of a house thing. Um, but it was really, really big. And so big, in fact, that it had on the back end of it. So this whole house was pulled by a semi. And it had a bunch of wheels in the front, right behind the semi. And then in the back, on the back end of it, it was on another set of wheels that actually turned. So it was like long enough that it had to turn, you know, to make corners, whatever. So this guy is coming through here. He's headed south on State Road 19, turning right, which is west onto US 6. Okay. And he knows that he has to take this corner super wide but he slightly over exaggerated and ended up going so wide that he was not even able to make the turn <laughs> lest he run into the sidewalk on the other side of the road oh my and so backed up traffic while he was like backing jockeying around trying to get up and then Dude. all the cars <laughs> on US6 had to back up so that he could get through and then he ended up, like, his back tires, which he thought apparently were going to drive over the curb, you know, that would have been right to the right-hand side of him. He was, like, 15 feet away. And, like, <laughs> do Do those totally wheels, missed. the back wheels that are uh, detached from the, mm -hmm. they're, not, they're not really a trailer, do they do they turn <clears throat> automatically or do they turn? I don't know. I thought they had a guy steering those. They might. Or sometimes they Might do. have been in a vehicle behind or something, but it was, like, a set of I three was like wheels. A, like a little... Like a little uh, uh, platform thing that they can just well, sit on. This was a no. It wasn't quite that, but it w it was two sets of three axles with a pivot in the middle. A pivot. And there was hydraulics that pivoted it. I see. And so, anyways, Maybe so he ends up making making the turn in the process. So he like comes towards the end of the light pattern or whatever, and the light turns red, turns green for the traffic the other way. Nobody can go because he is blocking up the whole road. Alas, as he's jockeying around, their light turns red, his light turns green again. Still nobody can go because he's still jockeying around. Oh, why aren't people backing up faster? No, it was it was him. It was not the people backing up that were holding him up. It oh, was him. He had space to maneuver. Yeah, he had space to maneuver. He just way over maneuvered initially. So he was just kind of like weaseling around. And so he had to actually back up the way that he came and make the corner even sharper for his truck just to be able to turn. I Anyways, the, the lesson is, while sometimes you need to compensate, it can be worse when you overcompensate. Yeah. It can make yeah. more of But this isn't the end of the story. Oh. This is not the end of the story. So people are starting to get mad. There's horns honking. I hear people yelling. And I'm standing, hey. I'm standing on the street corner enjoying this whole debacle. <laughs> Laughing. Um... And then, so he finally gets through just as the light starts turning orange for his traffic. Then, the other half of his load, which was, it was a half of a building, the other half guy decides to come through and runs a red light 
to follow him <laughs> and does the whole thing. No, he did. He didn't. He, he was a little bit of a smaller load. So he actually managed to make the turn the first time. But by the time he had gotten through and the person, the, the person behind him that was like watching that couldn't see the light at all because it was blocked, like followed him. And like he took a little bit of time because he cut it a little closer to the curb and wanted to make sure not to scrape the cars there. And so the light was had turned red and was already turned red for the other traffic and was green again for his traffic by the time he got through. And there was just a lot of mad so, people. So, and traffic was backed up forever. How okay, so in in conclusion, in summary, how it th- throughout the entire debacle of both trucks trying to get through the intersection, um <clears throat> how many uh red and how okay. many how so, many okay. so cycles light cycles went through it was okay so uh state road 19 yes north and south road yes was green then red then green then red and then had just turned green again so we're looking at about four light cycles yeah wow that's a lifetime when you're sitting yeah. in line. And especially, you know how in 19, like, like the traffic, like, comes so slow on US-6. It comes slow, slowly up to the light that, like, when the light turns green, the people are strung out so far that they, that they, not even that many people can actually make it through the light. Right. Because, yeah, everybody's just going so slowly. Right. And I'm sure I bet traffic light was, was backed, backed up, up all the way to the other to end John's of John's auto spa. Yeah. He was probably getting I'm sure business. It was. People's, uh... The time for their for their maintenance oil change was coming up, waiting in line. And they had just come out of yeah. John's Auto Spa. <laughs> <laughs> they could have probably gone to John's Auto Spa, gotten an oil change, and gone the long way around and still made it faster. <laughs> I don't know about Probably that. not. <laughs> All right. Anyways. We've got a big podcast coming up in a week from today. We do. What kind of big podcast? It's called the French Fest. <gasps> and this is 2018 edition. And we're going to be... Wait. Before we get into the live podcast, do you want to like finish on this note? Because uh, I still have one more piece of content. You still have one more thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to end on like the highest note, which is French Fest. French Fest. All right. Go ahead. Bring us back down. All right. <clears throat> so we're so we're we're come back down to our level. All right. So this weekend, I mentioned about that wedding. Yes. In our willingness to help, we did agree to take part in the reception. Also, in our willingness to help, we agreed to pick up a very key part of the of the meal at the reception. What is always included in a reception meal? In a banquet meal? Meat. Meat, yes. Bread. Bread! Exactly! How important is it to have good bread, Jeff? Oh, it's really important. It is. I would agree. I would say... Yes, it's important. It's not as important as pretty much – it's pretty much the least important of the food. But if it's not there, it's definitely noticed. Oh, yeah, it would be noticed. Yeah. Especially if you'd have – yeah, I, I would say, yeah, it's definitely Especially noticed. if you don't have cake. <laughs> then the bread is – because, you know, there's nothing – You need carbs. Can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we agreed to pick up the dinner rolls to feed 450 people. Oh, wow. I think that's what they were planning on. I don't know. I don't know. So about that. 500 dinner, 550 dinner rolls. I have no idea. 450 people at their wedding. 
I, that was a decent. Well, maybe that's the number of people who are invited. I don't know. Oh, okay. But I I don't know. Maybe that was the final number. That's, that's still after. Pretty, that's still a pretty decent amount. Anyways, they barely fit in my flex. I had all the seats laid. Well, there was one seat that wasn't laid down. Anyways, the way that I had it laid out, uh, there was one, two, three, four, five, six. I think there were six vats or like six um, flats? cardboard flats of these things. Okay. And the last one, yeah, it fit, but they were just starting to spill over right behind my seat. All right. It was laying down behind my seat. The driver's seat. And I, I picked up my wife at your guys' Labor Day camping. Um, I picked her up, and then we start driving to, to the reception. Uh, and because we have part, we need to be there early. We're supposed to be there at 11. And we were leaving the Labor Day campsite at 11 o'clock, which means – and we still have 15 minutes to get there. We, get, we have to get there. All right, so I'm, like, trying to, like, push it. A little bit and we come to our first curve in the road and i slow down and my slowing down was a little bit too extreme <laughs> apparently because the one whole flat of dinner rolls goes flying forward and is is falling between the the seat between the back of my seat onto the floorboards okay all right my wife with her quick reflexes was able to catch it from actually falling but uh, it, were, it was kind of made up of four quadrants, these, these dinner rolls were. And definitely the, the first two quadrants fell on top of the, the next two quadrants. Okay. All right. So they were kind of rolled over uh, uh, on top of each other. And it was just – and they were really fresh. And so they were extra just extra soft. soft. And, and they, they were turning into much. They were turning into one big dough ball. It was bad. And so we had to stop. We had to stop on the side of the road. Well, we opened it up and we picked up the vat, just the, the sling at this point of dough balls, and we just threw them onto the ground, onto the road. And we didn't throw them. You didn't, you didn't keep them? Uh, no, but we had to lay down the, the, the flat okay. in order to uh, be able to reach in and spread them out again. Okay, okay. Uh, and all the while, we were like, oh my goodness, I sure hope we might have ruined the wedding. I don't know. Like, I, we'll never be asked to deliver any re- bread rolls after this. Uh, Maybe that's a blessing in disguise. So, in conclusion, if there was anybody who happened to bite into a dinner roll that had like some gravel uh, or just a piece of tar or something, and this was Indiana I, country, so I, who knows? It could have had some horse uh, horse manure on it too. Could have, you know. There's every possibility. I am really sorry. It was not uh, the 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 wedding party's fault. It wasn't the, the bride's parents or the groom's parents. It was not their fault. It was my bad timing. You know what I was thinking <laughs> about when you said uh, there was about 450 people and you had your flex filled with <clears throat> bread? I was thinking, imagine how many flexes it would take to deliver enough bread for 5,000 people. Just the bread would take about 10 flexes you think so well if you go by that the rate you know, the rate you were at yeah that's anyway. true that's thanks that's for a that lot of flexes movie. okay now we can get back onto the high note that yes. was that was it yes <sighs> all right um random local news story to add to the length of this podcast yeah let's do it today <laughs> there was a gas tanker 
on US 20 bypass around South Bend whose brakes overheated and started on fire. Whoa. And the entire load, I think it was, they said it was about 6,000 gallons of fuel just burned to a crisp Is and the driver ruined, okay? ruined the road. Yeah, I think the driver's fine. But yeah, it totally ruined the road. <laughs> like, because it was so hot, it melted the asphalt. Wow. Anyways. So wait, now 20 is under some serious construction? 20 Probably. or 30, 31? Uh, it was it was 31 north, but also used 20. They're both damaged? Well, it, I mean, it's the it's when or they the are together. It's when they're together. Oh. Like 31 turns on to 20. And okay. Then 20 right. turns off of 31. Oh, my. So it was in that stretch around near the airport. Is this going to delay the uh, bridge building uh, repair that's on 19? That is so Probably. annoying. I that's that's pretty annoying. <sighs> I know it slows forever. me down every day. I have to go. I have to make a detour every day to work. Oh, that detour is annoying. Anyway, high note. High note. Big deal coming up next Tuesday, September 11th, Just seven p.m. Just Main come. Street Coffee House. What you, time? It's seven Main o'clock Street is Roasters. when it's seven it is, o'clock. It's Main Street Roasters now. It is Main Street Roasters. That's at seven o'clock. So you can find the information on Facebook. You can either look for French Press Podcast or Main Street Roasters on Facebook. Be sure to follow both. Are mm-hmm. we one of their events? And are we listening? We are an official event. Oh, that's awesome. And you can come see um, some of my handiwork because um, I, I was involved in designing the uh, new edition. So you can come see what I and do. And you can uh, also come see some of my handiwork because I was involved in the fabrication you are, you were. of the new edition. Yeah. And you can't. You can see Ruben's handiwork. Um, Ruben, did you have any handiwork? You can look at no, the website that... and see Ruben's handiwork. I I did post a picture on our uh, PWI Instagram account mm. of the handiwork that you guys helped be handy in. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's going to be stories, good quality stories, freebies given away. Ooh. Oh, oh yeah, freebies. Tons of freebies. Something will be revealed. Oh. Something will be exposed dun, dun, at the dun, French press bench. Yes. Yeah. So, I think that's it. Layton, what's what? the point? Uh, I, don't, I don't have any. You don't have any points? I'm sick. How about, how about buy your chicken at Gordon Food Service? <laughs> or Aldi's? Uh, or your it? local butchery? Yeah, uh, another point. How Don't about, take too wide of turns at intersections. How about snorting is mispronounced laughter? <laughs> How's that for a point? That's a, that's a pretty good point. How about make sure that you get dedicated bread deliverers? But delivery trucks? A bread delivery truck. Rather than just getting any Joe Blow to deliver your dinner. Uh, what is that what Miss Martin used to say? Let the professionals do what the professionals do best. The only thing that I remember, I mean, there's a lot of, th- actually, there's a lot of things that I remember Miss Martin saying, but one of the biggest, like, catchphrases that she would use is, fooey on you. Fooey on you? Really? Yeah, I, I don't, actually never, don't remember I don't that remember one. that at all. Uh, it see like, every history class, yeah. she would say, like, whenever there's, like, a little conflict, like, so, uh, Germany I- invaded Poland, and then, uh, Britain said, well, if you're going to do that, fooey on you. I'm, we're going to make an alliance with France. <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of how she would use it. I never had her for a history class, so maybe that's maybe it only came out in history yeah. class. And I wasn't, like, super interested in history at the time. So Really, Jeff? That's shocking. 
I, I agree with Jeff. I, I, I like history. I, I, I love stories. Like I love stories. I love historical stories. I hate remembering dates and times and <clears> locations <throat> and people and just like, eh. I don't like the dates. I agree. But the stories are great. Yeah. And often they're tied together. <sighs> What's our word of the week? Oh. Word of the week is butcher. <laughs>